The Labyrinth of Gar by Sue Merry Episode 2 Welcome, dear children, everywhere. Are you ready for the next episode of The Labyrinth of Gar? Are you comfortable and cosy? Now, just relax and listen to the story. Chapter 3 If Katie had known what was about to happen, she might not have followed Sarah quite so happily. The grassy path was wide and soft and very shady. In fact, it was impossible to see the sky because the trees were so large that their branches made a leafy roof. It was like walking in a big green tent. Not that Katie had ever actually been in a tent, of course. But even though the path was soft and cool, Katie still felt a bit heavy and slow, especially when she looked at Sarah, who seemed to be floating along all happy and smiling. Katie suddenly stopped. Where are we going, Sarah? she asked in a rather grumpy sort of way. To get some yummy lunch-type stuff. Where from? Pizza Hut. Hmm, as I said before, Katie really had no idea about woods and nature and such like things. Sarah started to laugh. What's so funny? demanded Katie, feeling hungry, tired and angry all mixed together and putting on the most miserable face that Sarah had ever seen in her whole life. She plonked down heavily on the ground and sat there in a collapsed heap, her chin almost touching her belly button. Blimey! Lighten up, said Sarah. We're going to see my friend Arthur. He'll feed us. I... I don't think... I could walk another step, Katie whispered in a faint, I'm dying type of voice. Aha, shouted Sarah, making Katie jump and look up at her. You need to know the ready list. A spark of interest flickered across Katie's eyes. What was this strange girl going to tell her now? You see... Everything becomes much easier and you feel really cool if you only think the right thoughts. Katie began to look very doubtful. But Sarah wasn't going to stop talking yet. First, you have to stop. Now you have some space to think. Then you see. You make sure that you can see something that's in the distance away from you. Like that squirrel in that tree over there. Then you breathe. First, gently breathe out. Then wait until your body is ready to breathe in. Now let lots of air come in through your nose and fill up your lungs. Now breathe out slowly through your mouth. Then you make yourself soft and tall. 
First, you ask your shoulders to be very soft, and then you can pretend that your head is like one of those floaty balloons full of that special gas type stuff. So, if you let go of the string, the balloon shoots up into the air and disappears forever. Have you had one of those? Katie looked glummer than ever. She was remembering when her daffy duck balloon slipped out of her grasp and floated up and up and up until it was just a teeny tiny splot in the sky. What a miserable thing to happen. And then Mum had shouted at her as well. That really wasn't fair, stupid Mum. Katie, are you listening? said Sarah, waving a grimy hand in front of Katie's face. Can we go and see your friend now? asked Katie. She didn't really want to meet another new person, but she was starving. Also, she didn't want to talk about balloons any longer. Okay, let's go, shouted Sarah happily. So they carried on walking through the wood, and to Katie's dismay, Sarah continued prattling on about floaty balloon heads and letting your neck be free so your head could float up and blah, blah, blah. Sarah suddenly stopped and stuck her arm out to stop Katie. Uh-oh, look what I can see. Katie looked up and saw that just ahead of them the path stopped being soft and grassy and turned into thick black mud. Loads and loads of it. The tall trees grew out of the mud and the mud went on for as far as you could see. There was no way through. Uh-oh, said Sarah again. It's the big bog. Suddenly, just in front of the two girls, some of the mud began to bubble and hubble and something seemed to be moving just beneath the surface. Very Slowly, the top of a large, black, muddy head appeared and two very, very bright green eyes popped open. Uh-oh, said Sarah for the third time. It's the bog pixie. A huge black mud creature slowly hauled itself out of the big bog. It seemed to be mostly head with long, spindly arms that came directly out of the place where you would expect to find ears. Two long, spider-like legs were attached to somewhere just below the creature's chin. Katie would have run away, except that she seemed to have forgotten how to make her legs work. And anyway, Sarah was gripping her arms so tightly that she couldn't possibly move. The bog pixie... How could anyone call this thing a pixie, for goodness sake? Opened its mouth and revealed a row of stubby brown teeth. What you doing here, little girls? said the bog pixie in a rough, growly voice. I don't like little girls. They's ugly and stinky. Look who's talking, whispered Sarah to Katie. Um, please can we walk across your bog? Oh dear, oh kind, bog pixie, 
asked Sarah in a very sweet little girl sort of voice. Katie looked at her in surprise. No, go away, replied the bog pixie, snarling in a very unattractive way. Smelly green breath wafted towards Katie and Sarah, making them both feel sick and dizzy. Sarah tried again and Katie found herself looking from Sarah to the bog pixie and back again, just like someone watching a game of tennis. Oh, handsome, oh clever, oh wonderful bog pixie. Please, please, pretty witty, please, can we walk across your bog? No, no, smelly, welly, big fat belly, go back home and watch the telly, no. The bog pixie began laughing in a nasty, not funny sort of way and dancing round and round on his spindly legs. Suppose we give you a present, asked Sarah. Will you let us cross then? At the word present, the bog pixie immediately stopped dancing about and stared right into Sarah's face. His eyes narrowed into two tiny slits. What you got? he asked greedily. Nothing, said Sarah. But my friend Katie will give you something precious and magical if you will let us cross your bog. The bog pixie now quickly turned and stared intently into Katie's face. Katie was staring wild-eyed at Sarah, her face a picture of total fear and surprise. What you got? the pixie asked Katie. Katie's mouth opened and closed, but no sounds came out. How about this? exclaimed Sarah triumphantly. She grabbed the horrified Katie's wrist and lifted up her arm. Katie tried to pull away, but Sarah was very strong. Da! Don't want stinky little girl's arm, grumbled the bog pixie. Not hungry anyway. Katie was trembling like a leaf by now. Not the arm. This, Sarah said, pointing to Katie's wrist. Now, on her wrist, Katie was wearing one of those shiny, silver-painted plastic watches. It was like the ones that are sometimes found in Christmas crackers. Katie was horrified. Didn't Sarah realise that it was only plastic? Shiny, exclaimed the bog pixie, smiling in a disgusting way. Give me that shiny thing and you go across my nice bog. No problem. Let's see the path first then, said Sarah. The bog pixie let out an irritated sort of growl without taking his greedy green eyes away from Katie's watch. He stuck one of his long, crooked fingers into his mouth and poked around. Then, using his whole hand, he tugged sharply and pulled out a grossly brown and slightly bloody tooth. A horrible feeling of about to be sick shot up into Katie's throat, and even Sarah was screwing up her face in disgust. The bog pixie closed his hand around the tooth and then muttered a few growly words into his fist. He turned away for a second and hurled the tooth high up into the air above the mud. Then he spun back around and resumed staring at Katie's cheap watch. There was a bang in the sky, just like a firework, as the tooth 
exploded into a beautiful shower of sparks that were all different colours and very, very bright. The sparks floated downwards, and for a little while, Sarah and Katie were unable to see the big bog, or the wood, or the bog pixie, or even each other, because they were so dazzled. When their eyes cleared, they saw an amazing sight. Right across the middle of the big bog, where before there had only been mud, was a straight, wide path, like a pavement in the town. Give me the shiny silver, demanded the bog pixie. Katie looked at Sarah desperately. Give him your watch, said Sarah. But it's only yes, but give it to him, Sarah hissed urgently, reluctantly. And feeling big trouble was about to happen, which it was, Katie took off her watch and held it out at arm's length. The bog pixie snatched it and held it close to his green eyes, muttering, Shiny, shiny, run, shouted Sarah, grabbing Katie's hand and sprinting off along the path. Quickly, Katie, before he realises, she added quietly. Because she was so frightened, Katie found she could run faster than usual, and soon the girls had run far enough to feel safe, and so they slowed down and looked back. Just at that moment, the bog pixie, who was a bit slow, realised that they had tricked him. He was trying to put the watch on his slimy wrist when it pinged off and shattered into pieces. He was totally furious. He let out a terrible, terrible roar and reached inside his mouth. That was all that Sarah and Katie saw because they spun around and began to run again. They heard an explosion, and when Sarah looked over her shoulder, she saw that the path was beginning to disappear behind them, and that if they didn't run really fast, they would be dumped in the mud and would sink and drown. But instead of running faster, Katie was beginning to slow down. She had a sort of I've-given-up look on her face. Quickly, Katie! Don't give up now! Sarah tried to urge Katie on. The path's disappearing! Katie! I can't, gasped Katie. Uh, can't. Just try the ready list, Katie! What? Stop! See! Breathe! Soft and tall! Remember? Then imagine your head is floating away and your shoulders are runny custard melting to the ground. Do it, Katie! Katie looked back and saw that the path would soon vanish beneath their feet. The mud looked awful. What a horrible way to die, drowning by mud. Yuck! She decided to give it a shot. Stop, she said, without much conviction. Surprisingly, she found herself feeling a bit calmer. See, Katie looked at a large black crow flying in the sky. She felt a bit calmer still. Breathe, Katie's lungs filled with air. And as she breathed out again, she suddenly felt strong in a way that she never had before. 
The next bit was easy, soft and tall. A very strange thing began to happen. Katie began to feel taller and lighter. Come on, shouted Sarah, as one of her feet slipped into the mud when the path disappeared beneath it. Katie suddenly burst into life. She grabbed Sarah's hand and gave a mighty tug, pulling Sarah forwards and out of the mud. Then they both began to run again. Keep the thoughts going, Sarah gasped. Katie kept saying the words of the ready list, over and over to herself and turning them into a picture in her head. Amazingly, Katie found that she could run faster than she ever had before and that running was suddenly really easy and even enjoyable. Suddenly the girls came to the end of the big bog. The path stopped and they were once again able to stand on firm, grassy ground. There was a bang in the air behind them. Dive! shouted Sarah. They threw themselves to the ground as lots and lots of coloured sparks showered down on their heads. They both closed their eyes tightly. Sarah was the first one to open her eyes again. She immediately inspected herself to make sure that everything was where it should be and working properly. Who knows what that spell might have been? Everything seemed okay, and she was just beginning to think that they had been too far away from the bog pixie for the magic to work properly when she suddenly heard Katie scream very loudly. <gasps> you, you, you've got bunny ears! Then Katie began to laugh <laughs> and laugh. Sarah looked across at Katie and let out a scream herself. <gasps> so have you, Katie! Big white bunny ears! Katie stopped laughing and felt around on top of her head. <gasps> sure enough, two long furry ears were sticking up where before there had been normal human-type ears. That flaming bog pixie, shouted Sarah angrily. What colour are my ears? Black, said Katie with a sigh. How could she ever go home now.